0: hey hey! welcome to you beautiful and wonderful everybody out there people uh we're gonna attempt to do a video recording from my pc I'm gonna probably and see how this works out sorry about the lighting i'm in my bedroom forgive the mess in the back um but i've been wanting to do a video of recording for some time so you can like place a face with the voice on the old dog soapbox podcast and uh and i'm your host norman goodman and thank you for joining me um you know this is a time you can't get back and i really appreciate you spending the time with me i would um like you and encourage you to please um support my channel on um i'm on spotify anchor and there's a way to support the channel uh, as low as 99 cents and also I have merchandise with Teespring which is old dog soapbox.creator dash spring dot com and I have ebooks I have t-shirts hoodies uh, flip-flops I have all types of things up there that's you know political and I hope you can um, appreciate some of that product and just give it a shot I'm adjusting the prices you know, trying to bring them down a little bit because I feel like some of the pricing um, with t just a little bit too high. But um, please support the uh, podcast because um, this old dog loves doing this. You know, I have a lot to, you know, my wife tells me I have a lot to say. I talk too much and, <laughs> and start a podcast. And um, so I've been tinkering with it for the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I'm trying to get it and move it up into... If I can get at least 50, you know, subscribers, that'd be great. Um, but right now, we just, we crawling. We, we crawling right now until we can get up and start walking and running. And um, I'm just working on trying to get better. I have, um, I put together, what is it? Um, mm, not, yeah, Instagram. I got, I got stuff on Instagram as well and Linktree. I also, have that connected to Instagram, and I also put stuff on Facebook. So, uh, but I do have a, a URL, I just haven't set up a website for that as of yet. So, right now, I'm just trying to do the least expensive thing there is until we can build this up. But, um, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for um uh, joining me, and um, let's get into the podcast now. Um, I, I just finished reading. This book here, which I would suggest, everybody, if you can, get this book, still of America. And I've had my, if you listen to my podcast before, I'm not a overly religious person. I've, I've grown up in the Baptist church, uh, but I haven't been in church in a while because, you know, to me, the church is secular. Um, the church doesn't really represent uh, the true meaning of what God' word is, which is in the Torah, the Five Books of Moses, and so I've had, I've gone through my ebbs and flow with with God and with the whole Jesus concept, and um, looking at the Muslim faith and looking at Judaism, and um, and my whole thing has been disappointed with the whole the whole religious thing here in the western world in the united states i can't talk about the middle east i can't talk about any place else i can only talk about here in the united states and over the last two years we have gone through um how, how can i put this we have gone through some satanic and i can't believe i'm saying this because i normally don't use words like this uh, satanic we've gone through some satanic things in the last two years You know, the the enemy does not rest. He uses every millisecond of every day. While you out having a cookout, while you out 4th of July, while you out soccer mom and having a good time, the enemy is constantly working. Now, I know a lot of people that's atheists and don't believe in God, don't believe in Jesus. It kind of blows stuff off like they're Like, ah, you know, he's talking about God, Jesus, and whatever. Listen, folks, I'm with you. I've had my issues with the whole religious thing too. But I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about a spiritual warfare that we're in right now. Not just spiritual. But physically, mentally, and emotional. And I've just come to that conclusion because. You know. I've heard people on YouTube and whatever. Having debates about how do you know there's a God. And as I was reading this book right here. And it's funny how how things just come Around full circle. My mom is, is this great woman. She's very devout. She um, she loves her church. She loves God. And she's always, whenever I sit with her and I go on a council with her, she's always, you know, dropping something. So she asked me, Have you read your Bible? And I'm like, Yeah, I still have it, but have you read your Bible? And I'm like, eh, No, not, not really. You know, I've I read it years ago, but, you know, I just, been on a different journey you know i've been reading you know kant Rousseau, spinoza feta you know different philosophers european philosophers german philosophers and uh you see these guys they're most of them are atheists you know uh there is no god anti-god and so i read them just to see what their mind trying to look at their minds and see exactly Why they would say that Why they would kind of go into that You know that that attitude And same thing with atheists Same thing with people that's in the LGBTQ and trans I know why they do it But Just to get an idea on And I can understand some of their arguments I can understand some of their points When you look at the world in a carnal sense And you see how We as humans are very destructive Towards the earth Which we were given you know, um, complete, uh, our jobs was to manage God's kingdom here on earth. And we just kind of, you know, and I'm going to call us Adam. We just kind of screwed it up. We didn't take advantage. We didn't do the things that was necessary to make sure that this planet was taken care of the way the Lord God wanted us to do it. So I can understand with the murders, the the rapes, the the incest, the pedophilia, the wars. I can totally understand why people will pull away from God. I can understand that. But what I've come to, and I'm still in my journey. I'm not telling you that I've come to some conclusion. This is it. Absolute. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that I've come to, to realize something. Is that the creator... What you call them, Allah, God, or whatever, gave us all the tools and all the knowledge for for us to be able to govern and run this planet. God gave Adam the ability to name every single creature, living thing on this planet, living and non-living. He gave He gave Adam that power. He said, "Boom, you're my first. You had the power." And Adam and and God, to his credit, even though he could intervene. He never he didn't intervene. He let things roll the way they did. Except for when he decided that enough was enough and he flooded the earth. And then he said, Okay, my bad. I I, you know, I was slow to anger. I got upset with my creation. Here's a rainbow. This is my covenant to man, saying that I won't do that again. Even though the LGBTQ has perverted it. But that's another story. We'll table that, you know, in a second. So as I'm reading this book here, Still in of America, by John W. Whitehead, he touches on the whole concept of God. And I didn't expect that in this book. I didn't expect it. He touches on this whole concept of God, and he's constantly touching on the abortions. And he's touching the, the, the indoctrination camp, the schooling He's touching on the government. He's touching on all these secular um, institutions. And I kind of looked at it I said, you know what? As I'm reading this book, I'm like, there is a God. And the reason why I say there is a God, because there's too much effort going into trying to keep God from the hearts and minds of human beings. The enemy is constantly working to keep God away from us. That's how I came to the conclusion that there is a God. Because nobody puts that much energy into trying to keep you ignorant if it doesn't exist. You may as an atheist or a person in the LGBT community or consider yourself trans say I don't believe in God. But guess what? The enemy believes in God. He knows God exists. And he's going to do everything he can to make sure you as an atheist and LGBTQ and trans person keep saying there's no God because that works in his favor. So I've come to the conclusion that there is a God and God is going to hold us accountable. And come judgment day, whenever that day comes, he's going to ask a series of questions. He's going to say to us, he's going to say, why did you? Why did you allow 1.6 million of my babies every year to be sacrificed to Moloch, the, the God that the Canaanites worshipped? Some philosophers, I mean, it's not philosophers, but researchers will say it, it's, it's part of the Philistines too. Why did you allow my babies to be sacrificed to Moloch? And where do I get that from? Well, and I and, and again, I wasn't looking for this. It just my mom would tell you it was the Holy Spirit that guided me to this particular scripture in the Bible. And I'm gonna read it to you. Forgive me if I chop it up or whatever. But I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the abortion issue how everybody's tripping over Roe versus Wade, how Casey versus Planned Parenthood, Dobbs, how the Supreme Court reversed its stance and said, well, okay, we're going to push everything back to the states and let the states handle it. Because it was a bad decision. The enemy is working in every facet of politics. And the church has alienated themself, themselves from politics, which is, was a bad idea, all idea, because all the more compass, there was no more compass, there was nothing in the way to keep the enemy from just doing what he wanted to do. See, politics, politicians, they set the rules and regulations and the laws. No matter, I mean, we can say, Well, God is this, but on this planet right now, the enemy is setting the rules. So let me get into Leviticus real quick. Again, I wasn't looking for this, but as I was thinking about the abortion and I was thinking about everything else. I was like, how did did the church, how did believers set still and did not um, resist or push back against this abortion thing? And I'm talking about in droves. I'm talking about the the Christian church. I'm talking about the Muslim church, uh, Muslims. I'm talking about the Jewish community that sit down all day and study the Torah. How in the world Did we how did we get how did we let this happen? So I'm in uh, Leviticus right here, Leviticus 20. Okay, the penalties of worshiping Malach. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and said, and Moses saying, Again, thou shalt say to the children of Israel, Whosoever he be of children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn in Israel, that gav- that, gav- that, giveth- that giveth any of his seed unto Moloch, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones, and I will set my face against that man, and will cut him off from among his people, because he has given of his seed unto Moloch. He defiled my sanctuary, and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do anyways hide their eyes from man when he giveth his seed unto Moloch and kill him not, then I will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut him off. And all that go are hoeing after him to commit whoredom with Malak. from among their people. Now I'm reading this and I'm saying to myself the temple of Malak. was plant parenthood. Plant parenthood is a temple of Malak. Now what is Malak? Mulloch was a a symbol of the Canaanites. It was like the minotaur, in Greek mythology. Had the head of a bull, but the body of a human. And what they would do, and I had to look this up. I had to go dig, look this up, Google it, believe it or not. And I don't like doing Google, and and Wikipedia. And what Moloch was, he was a god, like a minotaur. And his hands, what was here, put together like this. And what they would do, with. With this symbol Or with this This false god That they created Out of Brass Or whatever they did They would heat the hands up Till it was red Really really red And this is what I read Through my research Because I didn't Because the bible doesn't explain Really in detail When I was reading this Who Mullet was And I had to go look it up And see that it was a god That the Canaanites And some scholars say The Philistines Worshipped and what they would do, they would sacrifice. When they say they seed, they mean they children. Okay, aside is what they were doing. They were killing the babies. And what they were doing, they were sacrificing the babies. So when that hands, when Moloch's hands became extremely red, hot, you know, you get white. I mean, you can't even get near it. They would place that child, God's child, God's seed, the seed that he loaned you, he gave you to protect. Onto that hot, hot hands of that false God. And as a child is screaming and crying and pretty much burning to death, and the fluids inside of the body are boiling up like you poaching something, they will be that the the people that followed Moloch will sit back and be praying and worshiping. And God clearly says in here, if you as Talk about me, talk about you, knowing that this is going on and we don't step in and I don't advocate killing anybody. I, that, you know, I'm looking at the Ten Commandments, the first thing it said, thou should not kill. But God is very, 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 very uh, uh, direct in this that a man who murders his seed and, and give up his seed, God will turn his face away from them. And a man who sees it and doesn't do anything about it, not only will he turn his face from you, but he's going to turn his face from your family and your seed. So all of you guys will be won't even have any access to God because that is that is God loves the traditional family and children. That makes him happy. And when we don't do, and when we're pulling ourselves away from that. God is not happy. You see, what happened was the enemy. See, we're still living in the Garden of Eden. We still dealing with Eve being seduced by the serpent. And Adam is still being seduced by Eve. We're still living in that time. You know, Eve, the serpent is saying to Eve, get rid of Adam. I'll be your lover. I'll be your husband. Marry me. He gets there. He caresses Eve. He starts fondling Eve. He starts kissing Eve over the neck. Start rubbing her body. Start rubbing her legs. Start making love to her. And as he gets her to her climax, he's whispering into her ear, "Adam can't do this to you like I can. Leave Adam and come to me. And I give you the world." And Eve says okay because she's emotional she's she's very sensual right now and when women are like that they tend to just you know the decisions that they're making things they say are so irrational they don't even realize because they are in the moment and then she looks at adam and says "Hmm, yeah he can't do me like my man did over there can't do me and then the enemy said but here give adam this Tell Adam, you know, go ahead and feed him. And instead of Adam saying, where'd you get this from? Just like we do today. We say, thank you, baby. You're looking out for me. Oh, she done got me dinner. And we just go and eat. We don't ask any questions. And so the enemy is still deceiving Eve. The enemy is telling Eve through the feminist movement, through the Me Too movement, through the LGBTQ movement, through the Black Lives Matter movement, He's telling Eve, you don't need Adam. You just need to be with me. I give you the world. See, when the enemy went to Jesus and said, bow down to me and I give you this, Jesus would say, get behind me, Satan. But when Satan was like, dang, I couldn't get him. He said, I know who I can get. I can get Adam and I can get Eve. Now, it might be hard for me to get... I'm going to have to get Adam through Eve. So he goes to Eve and say, bow down to me and I give you the world. And Eve says, okay. Because I want equality and equity. And diversity. And you see the results of that right now. Right? You see the results of our planet right now. The men have turned feminine and the females have turned masculine. And this world is turned upside down. And the women are now... 40% 40% of the women are on psychiatric medication. Why? Because they're in an unnatural position of leadership. God never put them in a leadership position. Now I know this is going to step on some women's toes. Because y'all are independent modern women. I'm a CEO. I'm an entrepreneur. I got a PhD on the wall. And you know, I got money in the bank. You're in an unnatural position. That's why you guys are stressing out. That's why you guys are on psychiatric medication. See, the enemy told you that your children were a liability to your career. See, if you're not in the house and you're doing more work, then you're not procreated, and that's what the enemy wants. See, the enemy has is it, the enemy knows what makes God happy. He knows God loves his children in a in the in the, in the traditional family. And as long as I got Eve out there working 40 50 60 hours trying to build a career she's not home procreating and bringing children that God had blessed her with God gave God put her on a pedestal to bring children into the world to bring his children and his seed into the world and Eve neglected her job and the enemy is saying you can use artificial insemination you can freeze your eggs you don't need Adam you want a partner? Go get with a woman. Y'all understand each other anyway. And God is going to ask us on judgment day, Adam, us, the men, why did we allow that to happen? Why did we allow the serpent to corrupt Eve, knowing Eve was a weaker vessel? Weaker physically, weaker emotionally. Okay, That's that's what he's going to ask us. And he's not going to listen to no excuses. He's not going to ask, want to hear, well, you know, I was, uh, no. He said, no, 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 no. I gave you a responsibility, Adam. And you were supposed to make sure Eve understood her role and stayed in check with that role. See, God put himself first. He put man second. He put woman third. He put the children last. And between Adam and Eve, Eve. Using God's laws and principles, they were supposed to develop the children in the household. See, God don't deal in equality. He don't deal in equity. He deals in balance. And throughout history, every time someone tried to do equity inequality, it turned into a mess. You see it with the civil rights movement, it turns into a mess. So God is going to hold us accountable. He's going to ask us. He's going to say, Adam, how did y'all let same-sex marriage go past y'all? I mean, y'all in the church. I see all this happening, but I didn't see any resistance from the Christian church. I didn't see any resistance from the Muslims, and I didn't see any resistance from the Jewish community. I expected you guys to resist and resist vehemently. Y'all supposed to have been in there Dog fighting, getting scratches, getting blooded up, using the tools I gave you to get the enemy out of there. Why did you let the enemy into the politics? Why did you let the enemy pervert my kingdom on heaven? He's going to hold Adam accountable. Oh, the women ain't getting out of it. They're right <laughs> they not getting out of it. Because women know the scripture just like Adam knew the scripture. So he's going to ask. He's going to ask. How did you allow same sex marriage to exist right up under your nose? And you as Christians, Muslims, and the Jewish community that started Judaism. Y'all didn't resist. See the churches have been hijacked by the enemy. And I'm going to tell you how tax exempt zoning now you're a business you have to have an LLC or incorporate when you when you do exactly what the enemy wants you to do and you look at it as a business because that's not what God intended it for to be a business now the enemy in the form of the IRS can come in and seize God's house seize the church. If you don't do what the enemy wants you to do, if you actually start preaching the word the way it was intended for it to be preached, see, we live in a society now that nobody wants to shame anybody, nobody wants to call anybody out. The pastors they too passive, you know. The congregation's too comfortable, you know. We don't want to rock the boat, you know. We're just going to let God handle it. Come judgment day. God's going to ask you, what are your scars? What are your battle scars? What organizations did you join to stop the abortion? 50 years of abortions. 1.6 million of my children were slaughtered in the woman's in Eve's womb by other Eve's and some Adam's. And why didn't you step in there and fix that? We got all kinds of different ways to do it. We don't have to do it violent. We could have did it through lawsuits. We could have did it through education of the the women. But the first thing we should have done, we should have educated our women on, and and Eve and Adam, on God's words. To give them that more compass in their heart and in their minds. We failed to do that. We put them in front of the TV. We put them in the cell phones. We got them running up and down on the football field thinking they're going to be the next NFL player or the basketball court. They listen to all this... This rap music, that's the devil's language. You know, calling Eve all up, calling out her name and the women shaking their booties all over the place. That's the thats the enemy. That's the enemy. That's his business. The enemy only speaks in terms of equality and equity. <laughs> only the enemy talks like that. Diversity, that's enemy talk. That's not God talk. God don't talk like that. So he's going to ask that. He's going to say, how did you go, how did Sodom and Gomorrah get a whole month and you guys didn't do any resistance or protest? He's going to ask the church that. He's going to ask all the pastors, because they're going to be the first ones he's going to get. He going to ask the rabbis, because they were supposed to be the shepherds leading the sheep. And they end up being more the entertainers or the Judas goats leading the sheep to slaughter while their lives are being um, protected. We have a lot of charlatans on the pulpits. We got a lot of Pharisees on the pulpits. We don't have godly men. Women aren't supposed to be on the pulpit at all. It's right in scripture. I mean, I'm all about women doing their thing. But if it doesn't line up in scripture, if it doesn't line up with God's word, and especially if you consider yourself a godly or a believer, then... That whole thing that you're looking for, my good and faithful servant, yeah, you're fooling yourself. You're you're kidding yourself all day. Because God is an accountability God. Okay. He says here in Leviticus, when he talks about man, he says right here, penalties, penalty of committing sexual sins. And right here, 2013, If a man also lies with with mankind as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. It's right here in the scripture, right here in Old Testament, right here in Leviticus, five books of Moses. I'm not advocating people being killed. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I want to make that disclaimer right now. I'm not saying that. I don't, think, I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anybody beat up. I don't want anything. But the opportunity that we have when we look at this scripture is that we can't sit around here and just accept the rainbow that God had given to us, given to man, his covenant, saying that I make a covenant with you. I'm not going to do this again. And have the enemy take the rainbow, wrap it around himself, and pervert it. And say to you, ha, <laughs> you ain't not going to do nothing. You're not going to say a word. You're just going to let me do it. And for 30 days, we got them all running around here sodomizing and doing all kinds of abominable things with each other. When judgment day comes, we get to those gates. He's going to ask the questions. Why you allow that to happen, Adam? Why didn't you, why didn't you put your house in order? why was Eve able to go all over the place and be perverted and not take care of her responsibility by bringing children into the world and taking care of my house there's going to be some accountability you best believe that you know I was sleeping and I was I was dreaming and I know my mom's going to say it was the Holy Spirit because she always says that and I, in the dream I remember my index finger and my thumb coming together and, I, and in my dream, I kept hearing this voice say, squeeze it as hard as you can. Squeeze it as hard as you can, Norman. And then the Spirit said, look in between your fingers. Can you see any light? I said, no, Lord. He said, that's how many people are going to get into the kingdom of heaven. Past, present, and the future. That's how many people are going to get in. Because I don't have any warriors. I don't have any soldiers in my army. See, when people are in an army or in, in the military, that means they're going out to war. Some of them not going to come back, and we know that. We know how war is. Some blood going to be spilled. Some limbs going to be missing. Some scars are going to be there. And this is what God expects out of us. He expects for us to go to the enemy, go to where he is, and go to war using the tools and the knowledge that he gave us okay let me let me grab my book here still in america still in america and there's a part in here now this book is i i started reading it again once i went past, once i finished it i had to go back and start reading it again because it was just that powerful but there's a part right here down at the bottom that he has he's talking about and he said modern men and women are beginning to feel the strain. Of the unmanageable, the unmanageability of their lives. With this hopelessness, they seem to be surrendering their minds and their civil civil liberties, freedom, to those who can explain the world anew. False prophets. As William Irvin Thomas puts it, when individuals, when individuals, consciousness, is made up of a moving coll- college of televised fragments. His state of anxiety makes him prey to the recollectiveness uh, through terror of the fascist state. Therefore, helpless before the monster of technology he has created, that he has created, that man has created. It a monster of technology. Man is an act of faith. Man, in an act of faith, surrenders to the power of explanation, given him by way of its mouthpiece, the media. The media is given the explanation of what life is, and we have, and man surrenders to the media. Off in the distance, we can hear the stomping boots coming closer and closer. It is the same old boot but with a velvet touch and this time it is stomping to the beat of a different drummer. There is no reason Adolf Hitler once wrote why the new totalitarian should resemble the old. Governments by firing squad is not merely inhumane it is demonstrably inefficient and in an age of advanced technology inefficiency is a sin against the holy ghost a really efficient totalitarian state would be one in which the all, all of which the all powerful executive of political bosses and their armies of managers control a population of slaves <laughs> who do not have to be coerced because they love their servitude. As all false gods... Now, hold on. Let me go back here. because I jump? I went to the highlighted part. Okay. Those in servitude are slaves. And slaves are the property of their masters. They are owned. As modern men look to the state as a source of right, rights and bread... Increasingly, they too become slaves to the government elite. As all false gods, however, the state requires sacrifice to be made to it. The sacrifice is required is indeed a most precious item, freedom. This is, I mean, like I said, I encourage you to pick this book up. I was looking for another book, The Creatures of Jekyll Island. And I order my books from Thrifty uh, Thrifty Store. And one thing I like about Thrifty Store, it'll tell me once I put it in my shopping cart or try to put it in the shopping cart that you've already purchased this. And it'll tell me the month and the year I did. So I went in search of it and I came across a book that I had, in my, this book that I had in my library amongst other books that I've had in my library for a couple of years that I have not read. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm just like uh, all other humans. I get a new book and I start reading that book before I go and start reading books I've had for a couple of years already. So, again, Judgment Day is coming and God's going to ask some questions. Technology, television, radio, uh, social media. These are the weapons of the enemy. If Hitler would have had, imagine this, Hitler, Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Lenin, Franco, Mao, Pol Pox. All these guys did not have social media. They just had the radio and the newspaper. Hell, most of them didn't even have television. Can you imagine if Hitler and these guys had television and social media? They were already charismatic people in their day. Can you imagine if they'd had that? Woo! Oh my gosh. Man. <laughs> but the enemy. Has it. See God has been removed. The reason why I say we live in a secular society. We live in a society void of God. In our institutions. We've been allowed to talk about God. Only in the church. Only in the temples. Only in the in the particular areas, but we've been told we can't talk about God on the university campuses. We can't talk about God in the elementary and primary schools. We can't talk about God in the um, daycares. You know, daycares are nothing but orphanage. You know. You know, we sent out the women, they want to be independent, they don't need Adam, so now they drop their children off to the daycare. The daycare is $500, you know, I don't know how much, it was, $500 a month, week, I don't know. So they're dropping their children off for anywhere between 8, 10, 12 hours, so they can go out there and be a corporate CEO, and the enemy is in there indoctrinating their children, and you paying for it. See, the enemy uses every mechanism to his disposal to get to your children and condition them in the way he wants. That's why your five, year old is coming home saying I'm binary. I'm transgender. Okay? You have to properly pronoun me. You are Jen. I'm a this and I'm a that because in your pursuit, because the enemy has talked to you and sweet talked to you so much, you don't see the damage that you've done To your community and to your family. I've often said to my wife. If you want to destroy a community. You get to Eve. You don't get to Adam. Because Adam thinks rationally. Eve thinks emotionally. She's emotional. So that means her decision makers are going to be irrational. She's easy to be moved. Adam is not so easy. And Adam gets moved. Because of Eve. Because why? Because Adam as man. We think sex when we look at women. Why do you think these young girls just had their bodies hanging out and just, and the guys are just like, Ugh, oh man, oh man, uh, and she's like this. And he's like, uh, and you know, he's just dumbfounded. And what does he do? He's looking at her fleshly. And the only thing he's thinking about is I want to be in her body. And the enemy is taught her how to use her sexuality, how to use her sexuality to control Adam. In the church and out of the church. In the church and out of the church. He has taught Eve how to control Adam with her sexuality. Okay. And Proverb talks about that now. Be careful because she'll drop that honey in your ear and lead you to your doom, lead you to your death. But as Adam, you know, we just, we just don't, <coughs> we just don't learn from history. We just don't learn. So Eve is right now running around here looking crazy and Adam right now is more feminine than masculine and when Eve does come in contact with a masculine alpha male she has a meltdown. She she doesn't know how to handle that because she's never been faced with that and when children are being developed by nothing but Eve's and not having an Adam and an Eve in the house those children can't relate. They can't put that together as far as a family and don't know how to relate to that. So the boys and the girls. Don't know how to relate to each other. Now they've been telling Eve. You can be sexually promiscuous. See women have always been the virtuous one. They had always been put on a pedestal. Eve was always put on a pedestal. When it came to Adam. Once Eve started becoming sexually promiscuous. She came down like this. Now Adam is like. Mm, nah. Her head count. Her head count's too high. She's more than two, three. Nah, I don't, want, I don't want that. Now, Adam is opting out of being married. Adam is saying, I don't want any children. See? And that Eve is saying, you know what? I got to try to get to somebody with a lot of money so I can trap him, get him pregnant, get pregnant, then he can I can take his money from him. Because like I was looking at a YouTube page and the girl said, nobody's going to bore stuff Carrie's baby. And the African-American girl started grinning. Boom, she called it. Eve, we have to get the, listen, the Black Lives Matter, Me Too movement, feminist movement, uh, the, uh, what else, the uh, Civil Rights movement, all that was a destruction of the family. Once the welfare state came in, it destroyed the family because it removed Adam out of the equation. Adam was no longer the head. Adam became, Eve jumped to the head. And now the whole community is in is upside down. And, we, and we're going to be answering for that. God is going to ask that question. And nobody's going to escape that. Nobody's going to say, well, you know, Lord, I went to church every Sunday and I went Wednesday nights and I Bible study and, and I cleaned the floors of the church and the windows and I made sure the pastors, you know, road was straight and I cut the grass. And the guy is going to say, I don't know who you are. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. You did you studied the Torah, but you didn't do what I wanted you to do. And to all those so-called Negroes that think that they're we are the original Israelites, y'all need to get off that, bro. We ain't never we know original Israelites, and we're not Egyptians either. Because God's gonna ask you. Well, since you claim you original Israelite, why didn't you follow my five books, Moses? Why didn't you go to my Torah? Why didn't you live your life? And also encourage other people in the community to let. Why didn't you get into the political arena and shake that mess up? For everybody thinks these original Israelites, they sound more like you know the nation of Islam. That's what they mainly sound like when they say the Most High. That's what they sound like. God is going to ask them, why did you allow? My children be murdered. And why did you allow Eve to act like she's crazy the way she is now? Why did you allow those things to happen? Why did you let the politicians make the decision and set the social construct? And why didn't you guys set the social construct? Why did you take the enemy's food? Why did you drink his liquor? Why did you allow take his money to supposedly indoctrinate your children? Why did you take your children and and place them as orphanage for 10, 8, 12 hours so Eve can go out here and become a corporate 500 CEO with a PhD on the wall? God, man, listen, we're in trouble. Now, we can redeem ourselves somewhat in the eyes of God, but we got to get on. We got to get into this fight. We got to get the Jewish community. I'm calling y'all out because y'all like to self-segregate yourselves. I'm calling the Jewish community out that's over there in New York and New Jersey living on the system, taking everything. And the Bible says, the man don't work, don't eat. And a lot of you guys are sitting around all day long, ain't never held a job, Studying the Torah, and God ain't gonna have, he ain't having that when y'all come up to Judgment Day. I'm gonna tell y'all that right now. He's not having that. He gonna ask you, why didn't you work? He gonna ask you, why didn't you contribute? He gonna ask you, why were you taking the enemy's money? Why were you taking his food? Why were you taking his food stamps and why were you living out of the way? Because you're not going to get it if you put the one thing about the Jewish community, they will not be getting that stuff if they were fighting like they were supposed to. They won't. I understand they went through some some mess, but everybody went through. Chinese was in slavery. Everybody went through a Holocaust. They weren't the only ones. And this is not anti-Semitic. I know somebody going to say, oh, my God. Oh, No. This is real. On my on this po- on this Old Dog Soapbox podcast, I keep it real. So, he's going to ask the church. He's going to ask the Baptist church. He's going to ask the African-American community. Why did you let your women walk around here with weave in their hair and looking all crazy with stilettos and got tight pants on and got half their bodies hanging out? He's going to ask why the boys were having weave and their pants were down and they had tattoos on the side of their neck and why y'all was killing each other at 90%. He's going to ask those questions. What did you do to stop that? So we all going to be held to count, including me. Because I was sleeping. I'm going to be honest with you. I was sleeping. I didn't, I, I mean, I was in my own little world, man. And what woke me up was that critical race theory and this LGBT trans mess. I'm like burnt out with this LGBT trans. I'm tired of looking at the rainbow flags. I'm telling you, I'm burnt out. So this is something that I want to get you guys to think about If you consider yourselves a believers Even if you don't Even if you atheist, what is atheists What is your core beliefs? Because there's no such thing as A man marrying a man And a woman marrying a woman And that's a family No Black Lives Matter made it clear Three lesbian women's developed that organization And they made it clear They wanted to um, Release Uh, uh, Or get out of prison The so called trans and LGBTQ Marginalized people And they wanted to destroy the nuclear family Which consists of the man and the woman They made it clear The man it needs to go And the feminists the same way Eve is not supposed to be in charge Eve is supposed to support her husband and, And Adam And Adam Is the one that's held responsible for this mess that we have going on now. And I know for a lot of women out there, especially modern women out there, y'all probably got your chest off and huffing and puffing. But if if you consider yourselves a believer in a godly woman, you'll go back to the scripture and you'll meditate on it day and night. And you'll say to yourself, this is what God intended. Let me humble myself. And God would guide the right man to you with the right character. Because God tells me, as Adam, to love my wife as I love myself and like I love God. He tells me to love my wife. And I have to be careful with her emotions, I have to be careful with what she is. We go in a me and my wife, we go in a council with each other. My wife is a modern wo- woman too, but she's not like the super modern women, woman. My wife is just like you're the man. You make the decision, especially when it comes to dinner. Especially when she won't make a decision for nothing. But, but when she gets tired of my mess, she'll she'll bark. And then, you know, I'll be like, okay, we'll bark, we'll go get back at each other, and then we'll get back together, do our 20 second. We always 20 second each other, and then we back. And when I need to be that lion. And put my foot down. I put it down. And put it down pretty harsh. And she kind of goes. Okay. Because a lot of times. I just let things. Let her do her thing. And then after I let her do her thing. And then it doesn't work out. The way that she thought it was. Then I'm saying. Will you please just. Follow what I'm trying to suggest to you. And she'll be like okay. You know. So we, we worked tandem together. But it took me. Having to grow into the man that I am. And I'm still growing. Men aren't born. They are developed. And it takes time. And I've said to many, many young men. Do not get married until you're in your 40s. Because you have a lot of. You have a lot of things that you have to go through. And a lot of maturity you have to go through. Okay. So. um, That's. Um. And same thing with women, women got to go through a lot of maturity too, in order to understand their role with their husband and how to please them and how to take care of them, how to take care of the family, how to take care of the community. Women have to go through that too. It takes women are not born, they are developed and they need a hierarchy to develop them. And unfortunately in our society today, we don't have, we have girls that are the same age as the babies they trying to raise and they try to rear and they have the same mentality. We just need to get back to our roots. We need to get back to the traditional family. We need to get back to what God wants us to do. Like I said, I've gone through my ebbs and flows, and I've gone back and forth with God, and 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 and, and battled. And but what I'm saying is, when I see the the the, the purpose and the the direct uh, effort to keep God out of the conversation and out of the mind and heart of our children, out of society, that's what I'm saying. You know what? I can't ignore this anymore. I can't put this off. I have to say, this is a this is a fight we got to get into, and we got to we can't do just a concrete. And you've heard me before. I I said I deal in the concrete, not the abstract, not the metaphysics. But you know what I realized? You can't do one without the other. They're both a juxtaposed. They get they work together. They work together as a per a puzzle, and that's what you got to do. So. Um, i'm gonna let you guys go it's been almost an hour i have to get going so but listen if this if this is a uh this podcast uh if you find value in it please support the podcast and um and you guys stay safe stay blessed out there and um you know and, and just just listen to the message whether you agree or disagree or indifferent doesn't matter just listen to the message humble yourselves get back into the word okay But I know a lot of us will look at this word Christianity as it is today and say it's a white man's religion. We do not have the original text. Okay. We know that. But this is what we have in front of us. And we have to take it and we have to dissect it and we have to use it to fight against the enemy. We have to. This is what we have in front of us. And we got to use the tools that we have. Anyway. You guys have a safe day. Kiss your family. Hug your kids. Protect your children. Be careful who you put around your children. Okay. Be careful of false prophets. That come in the name of God. Because if they're not, li- if they're not lined up with this. And this is not what their lifestyle looks like. And this is not what they're doing to talk about. Because the devil he's good. He comes in sheep's-, sheep's clothing man. Comes in sheep's clothing. But anyway norman goodman signing off thank you for listening to the old doll soapbox podcast see you next time peace